0: Everyone, welcome to another awesome day with The Struggle. I'm Sean Lee. And I'm James Park. We're here to discuss the reality of daily struggles and how it's a
1: constant no matter where we are on our journey. Join us for honest conversations as we navigate life, business, and career challenges. Learn how to accept the struggles and how it's all about the mindset. Man, we talked about a lot this week. We talked about... First off, the accelerator experience so far, continuing that conversation about how I'm adjusting to it. It's been over three weeks now, and I think finally getting a grip of things, except after this week, things are going to go back to normal. <laughs> it's like this is the last week of mentor meetings. We talked a little bit about stress with sports, but also the inspiration of sports, yeah. especially the, the Olympics, the Winter Olympics going on right now. We both talked about our
0: highlights of the week and inspirations. We went through. Enjoy the episode.
1: Week 19.
0: Welcome to week 19, everyone. This is James. And this is Sean. Let's just dive right in. So, yeah, we've been talking about the Accelerator program. What is this, week four? Yeah, we're starting week four. Week four in the Accelerator program. And apparently, it causes a lot of emotional roller coaster rides throughout the week.
1: Yep. Yeah. When we rec- do these recordings for Startup Struggles, it's top of Monday morning. Some Monday mornings, I feel like, actually most Monday mornings, I feel pretty shitty. It's like, damn it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> gotta get back to work. And I said this last week. It's been happening more and more recently where like I really look forward to the weekends, right, to not working on the weekends, and then like really dreading coming back to Monday morning. Now, I have not had this feeling, I don't know, in like over a decade. Like, to me, like before, I don't know what it was, like just the way I, my work schedule or the amount of work I had every day felt the same, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was no sense of like weekdays and weekends for me, especially kind of being your own boss. But I think just because the past, you know, month or two has been so intense and so regular in terms like the accelerator, like mentor meetings, like having to meet, I guess at 30, 40 mentors a week every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's been such a set structure and it's been so overwhelming and just mind-numbing that I definitely look forward to the weekends. And yeah, that's kind of how I've been feeling it out because I've been just thinking about the past three weeks. Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays definitely feel just dreadful because I'm like in meetings all day. Like even today, I'm just looking at my calendar. I have a call every fucking hour (laughs) (laughs) until 5 p.m. until sorry, until 6, until dinner time. And I'm just like, I didn't notice this before, but it was until like two weeks ago. I was like, wait, when do I have time to actually do work? Mm. (laughs) Like, I'm just talking to people. Like, I still need to do work building the business. I still need to do business developments and strategize and plan. And that's the other thing. Now we've been making more time to plan as well. I still need time to execute on the plan, (laughs) you know? Right. And so that's just been really painful. I have noticed like by Friday, though, I do end up finding some sense of like, redemption to say, I'm just like, Alright, that was actually a pretty good week. Like mm. there'll be some redeeming factor. And last Friday it was like, I just banged out like all the emails I needed to, to do like before midnight. And I was like, thank the Lord, <laughs> I can just go enjoy
0: the weekend now. Yeah. And do you actually take time off on the weekend? You don't you don't work at all? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. It's good for you, man. Well, before I used to the past couple of weeks, I definitely I don't even think about work. Or I try not to think about it, and just try to spend as much time with Miles as possible, and try to catch up on reading. And speaking of reading, I just I finally finished the hard thing about hard things. that by Ben Horowitz. Yeah, it's like the ultimate CEO book. It's like after finishing the whole book, I'm just like now I understand why most people don't want to be CEO. It is such a shitty job and such a glorious job at the same time. I literally wrote in my journal this morning because I because I listened to it on Audible, but I have it on a physical copy as well. And so I'll go through and look at all my highlights in Audible, come back in and make the highlights physically and mark it out so that I can easily reference. But I wrote my journal this morning. By the way, I've not been journaling. I told you I was like journaling every single day. Yeah. Somewhere mid, mid-November, mid I just stopped. Oh, that's right
0: around the time we started doing this. Maybe you feel like this is your journal. I think so. In a way. It's like a voice journal.
1: And I was like, <laughs> uh, why am I writing in this every single day? But I did write this morning I said, Some days I wake up and feel like I have the worst job in the world. But today, after like going through some highlights and hard things, I was like, I feel like I have the best job in the world.
0: (laughs) So the way that I imagine a CEO position, I don't know if someone else has also thought of this, but I think of it as an, an hourglass, right? The CEO is the middle. And that's why it's so important. Also extremely difficult, but very, very highly sought after. Because it is the touch point, the most important part of the hourglass. It's where the one sand Grain goes through, right? And it makes a difference. But those are the it's like the opposite ends where one part of the hourglass is investors, the customers, all the other like top line people that you kind of have to deal with, but also then the other side are your employees and your actual company. Yeah. And you have to be able to manage both. That's what makes being a CEO so difficult is that you're not actually a boss. You're the boss right in the middle. Yep, that's right. Like managing up,
1: managing down. I want to read this book now. Very interested. I mean, it's taken me four months to read this for various reasons because I just stop and think about something. Literally, sometimes listen to like two minutes of it. I have to pause because like, I need to digest what was just said. I think one of the things that really convinced me, at least that, this is what I want to be doing. And why I want to do it is that your job as a CEO is to make sure your people are taken care of. And that's really what I care about. Like, that's why I want to build businesses. I want to be an entrepreneur because I want to solve problems, obviously, but I want to like create opportunity. This is a quote. Corowitz says his old boss, Jim, Bark Sales is saying, we take care of the people, the products and the profits in that order. And I was like, yeah, that's really what I care about, and I do lose sight of it once in a while, but this is kind of the the culture that Servi and I want to build, and we take care of the people first, right? Because you can't take care of people, then they're not going to build good product, and you're not going to make any money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what was interesting. But overall, I think I'm just like getting better at managing my weeks. I mean, it's been three weeks at this, so I hope I'm getting better at it, (laughs) but... You sound better. Yeah. Like, I went to the gym yesterday. I like, I couldn't watch the Super Bowl. It's too stressful. I like literally the Super Bowl started. I was like, I can't watch this shit. <laughs> Go to the gym. Was it empty? No, actually, it was plenty of people in it. They weren't even playing the, the game on TVs at all. Oh. But yeah, plenty of people at the gym. It was interesting. Okay. Maybe they felt the same. Maybe there's enough people here. They're just like, dude, this is, I'm too stressed out <laughs> to watch this game. Yeah. Even though I don't care for either team. Like as if like I've been following the Rams or the
0: yeah. Why are we
1: stressed out about it? I don't know. That's what I get when I watch sports. I, I feel like I'm sure this happens to everybody, but just speaking for myself, like I feel like I have to invest in one side or the other, right? Because it's such a tense thing, and then there's all this tension built up when things are not going my way, right? Let's say like obviously I picked the Rams being in LA, and then like I came home, bought pizza, came home, ate it, and I started watching again. It was like the third quarter. And I was like, fuck this. I can't watch this. I'm going upstairs and go play some video games or do something else. <laughs> and then, because the Rams were losing, right? And they're just like, oh, everything's on Matthew Stafford. And I remember now, I'm invested in Matthew Stafford because of whole Lions pride. Again, not because I ever watched the Lions, right, but just because this guy like was dragged to Detroit and like he played for Detroit for so long and I feel like he got shafted. Dude, all of Michigan was celebrating
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We won a Super Bowl. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like Odell Beckham Jr. got injured. I was like, oh, man, like what is all this going on? And then like I was so happy when Burl got injured. And I was like, wait, this, <laughs> this isn't right. Like, why do I, why don't I want this guy to get injured, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then like I just couldn't watch it and because c- they're like, well, the rest of the game, you know, because they didn't have a good running game in the third quarter. They're like, well, the whole game just rests on, you know, Matt Stafford now to make a good pass. I was like, I can't. I can't watch this. Mm. And then Mink came upstairs later and was like, oh yeah, Rams I was like, all right, now I got to go watch the highlight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a weird reason to be invested. It's just funny. Like, yeah, I became a Rams fan as soon as Stafford got traded to LA. Yeah. And man, because we watched it at Lace's Bar in Los Angeles yesterday. And we were all rooting for the Rams there. Of course, right? It's an LA bar, LA sports bar. But it's just funny that you just root for a team because of one guy <laughs> who played for another team that you just kind of grew up there, so you just happen to be. <laughs> we just happen to be Detroit Lion fans, and you just want this one guy to win a Super Bowl and like so happy for him. It was awesome. It's like yeah. come back to win, and I also bet Bengals plus four and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I had a good buddy that was in town this weekend. His wife actually works for NBC Sports, so she. Does all like huge events, like Olympics, and she's here for the Super Bowl. And so they all came and they have two kids. And I was talking to their two kids and I was like, Oh, who do you guys think is going to win? They're like, The Bengals. The Bengals are so good. And they're like rattling off like these names and all their players. And I was like, Wow, how do you know all this stuff? And I was like, You don't think the Rams are going to win? And they're like, No, the Bengals. And so I owed money to my friend and I was like, Oh, what's your Venmo? And he's like, Dude, just don't worry about it or throw it on the Bengals for me. I was like, Okay. But I'll do Bengal's just plus four and a half then. He's like, okay. So even if they win, then we win. But even if they lose. Yeah. As long as the Rams win by
1: less than four, then we're fine. And it happened. So Oh wow. So got lucky. That's awesome. Yeah. So wait, did you win money or did you come out even? One money. Oh nice. Yeah. The odds must have been pretty good. <laughs> it was all right. I mean,
0: it was like a forty dollar bet, so nothing huge. But <laughs> and won like $35
1: <laughs> I've only sports bet once when I was in Vegas. And it actually made watching the game. I mean, it was equally as stressful, but it actually made watching the game fun for me. Yeah, it makes is it super interesting, because my buddy taught me how to sports bet. Yeah, we bet the Michigan State game. And that was a Penn State game. I remember because he, he went to Penn State. It was pretty awesome. It takes betting to like a different level, other than fantasy, right? Yeah. But the other things. Last week that inspired me a bit. You know, we talk about struggles a lot, but I'll talk about what inspired me last week. Dude, Nathan Chen's fucking ice skating. Holy shit. I don't know if you watched it. You should watch it. Like back in the day, we heard about people doing like triples, mm-hmm. right? They do quadruples now. And then I was like, dude, when are they going to stop turning? Like, <laughs> quadruple turns. Like at a certain point, you have to stop spinning, right? And then I was like, Mink, there's no way they're going to go to five, right? And she's like, Of course, they're gonna go to five. I was like, dude, three sounded impossible. Like three turns in the air, right? He's like the king of quadruple whatever jumps. He just does four spins in the air. It's fucking nuts.
0: How strong does he have to take off? I mean, there's gotta be a like a sports science behind this and how much, uh, I'm sure strength goes into that jump. That's insane. Four?
1: Three was insane. I can't even do two (laughs) on the ground. And then the other thing was speed skating with Aaron Jackson. This happened yesterday and it was freaking insane. First black woman to win in, I think, any kind of ice skating event. Whoa. And she was just fantastic. Dang. So fast. That's awesome. I watched a bunch of the, the slalom skiing stuff as well because Mink's dad just kind of has it playing in the background downstairs. And, and I was excited. I was like, do I want to go skiing? I just want to go down fast. <laughs> <Like> then, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really inspiring. I forgot like how inspiring the Olympics are, especially these like I try to watch hockey and I was like I can't. Those games kind of like drag on a little bit. It's like amount of skill over a span of time versus like speed skating, slalom, skiing, like you just get one shot at it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> With skiing it was like or even yeah, the speed skating, it's like literally a minute worth of time and that's it. You're either the best in the world or you're not.
0: <laughs> it's like 4 years of training boils down to a minute, one minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. Maybe it was a minute 30. The discipline that goes behind that is insane. Like thinking about even like track, right? Like in the summer Olympics, the fastest event is the hundred meter dash or whatever, right? Same Bolt does it in 10 seconds, four years of training for 10
1: seconds. It's nuts. Yeah, it is freaking nuts. It is inspiring to see like people just, we always say like, there's no such thing as perfect. Mm. But it's like, that's probably the closest thing you get to see to perfection. That's true. When they just execute
0: flawlessly. Yeah. It must feel awesome standing up there, getting gold. Wow. It's just, I can't imagine what that feels like.
1: Yeah. Pretty awesome. What about you? What what were... um...
0: Yeah. So I think the highlight for me was seeing my friend, Calvin. He's a good friend of mine from New York and seeing his kids and our other friend, Josh came. We went to the... Aquarium of the Pacific. Mm. I met up and they both have two kids. So ages between like two and nine, it's like four kids between the ages of two and nine. And we all hung out, had lunch together and just caught up. It was awesome. Had a really good time. And then yesterday came down to LA. My sister-in-law was at like a market and selling her soap. So it's a market for Korean artists and creative professionals who make like really cool stuff, like jewelry, incense, candles, like food. Where was it? It was in K-Town somewhere next to a KFC. I don't remember exactly where, but it's called Mom. It was really cool. It was really cool to see like all these people who are just passionate about something very artistic and very creative and being able to make products and selling things. And it's like, I was just looking at it and I was like, wow, like this is incredible. How do they do this? And I was talking to Hana about it. And she was saying how a lot of them are just doing this as a hobby, like a part-time thing. Mm-hmm. And they they are at a very normal job and just grinding away at the job, but then spending their time making products that they really enjoy. Honestly, at first it made me feel like shit because I can't do either at the moment. <laughs> but then as I thought about it, I was like, it was very inspiring just to see it and be able to witness how creative people can be and how passionate they can be about making candles, making chicken, Mm -hmm. making coffee. It's like, wow. Yeah, it really motivated me. And it made me also think about how for me, I've been saying the last couple of weeks, I have a very neutral week, right? It wasn't good or bad. But then I was also thinking about how there needs to be like movement. Like there has to be some kind of progress and progress doesn't necessarily mean always moving forward. Hmm. I think it's like, if I were to try something and I fail, or if I don't like it, or if I don't do it well, that is also progress because you're moving. Like We always think that if we need to be progressing in the world, it means that we always need to be moving forward. We always need to be successful. But actually, the only time when you're kind of going backwards is actually when you're stationary. That's it, because even if you're going backwards, that's still movement and you're still learning, and you still can move and like learn something from that, yeah, whereas for me, it's like I've been stationary for a long time because I thought that I needed to kind of be here to like recover or to uh recuperate like just improve myself mentally, but I think that's why writing has been really helpful for me because even if I don't do anything other than writing, at least I'm still writing, and that feels like progress, even if the writing is just free writing for like an hour.
1: Yeah. You're reminding me of this image that I don't know, people won't be able to see this. There's like these famous images of like the reality of success. It's like how we think it's straight line perception. The reality is, it's just like a bunch of squiggles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you know what? I never interpreted this as, even though I've seen this like a jillion times, like I never interpreted it as you can be moving backwards and it's still progress. Mm. I think that's really insightful realization because you're absolutely right. Like who says like forward is the right direction, right? Or the only direction, like moving backwards could equally be just as right because you might be, I don't know, undoing something that you should be doing differently.
0: Yeah. It'll feel like failure. It might feel like failure. It might feel like you're doing something wrong, but at least you're doing it. A lot of my writing comes out down to this really boiled down piece of like the Nike slogan, just do it, take action, move. Yeah. And I have a note here. And I was like thinking about it. It's like, as you get more settled, that is the only time when progress isn't happening. If you kind of settle down and don't do anything, right? But if you're actually doing something, like even if you go to work and you think that the work that you're going to is very mundane and really boring or it's like getting you nowhere in life, that is still actually movement. You're still going to work, still doing these things. And it's up to you to not settle into that same type of job. It's up to you to look for even just a different angle in how you can make your job mentally interesting, or you have to apply a hobby that is going to fulfill the mental growth or the physical growth that you need to kind of counterbalance feeling like you're just stuck at work all the time. And that was something that I think that's why people get burnt out. When they say the burnout, it's like you just go to work all the time. It's because you're missing another aspect, the other balancing part of your life of needing to be mentally growing in other aspects and physically growing in other parts of your life.
1: Yeah. It's funny, you bring up burnout. I actually was start, really starting to feel uh, burnt out Friday, like serious burnout, similar levels like I felt when I first met you, like oh. levels of burnout. Like, I just wanted to like stop. I just wanted to quit. Yeah. Like I just wanted to stop doing what I was doing and just take a break and just go somewhere for a week. And funny enough, a lot of it stems from me. And I've said this before, it stems from like this, a lack of feedback loop, right? Mm-hmm. From that um, Adam Grant give and take book. And it's very similar to when I was like pitching last summer to investors. Like when you pitch to investors, there's it's a very slow and drawn out feedback loop because they don't get back to you very quickly, or you don't get detailed feedback. Right? They're just like, "Oh, we're not going to invest in you." It's like, "Cool, yeah." They're like, why? <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. And this time around, it's the same. Like, we're talking to like over a hundred mentors. I'm not getting a, a good feedback loop. But then, like, I don't know how I got out of it. Maybe it was like I was looking forward to the weekend, but I just like remember I didn't want to do anything after like. 5 p.m. on Friday. Like, I just don't want to do anything. I was like, shit, there's still so much I need to do. Right. Yeah. And so I just like took a nap (laughs) at 5 p.m. I was like, I'm just going to lay down (laughs) for like an hour. And then I got up, ate dinner, and just like, it's like nothing ever happened. Just got back to my desk and just pounded out emails for four hours. Nice. (laughs) Or just did a bunch of work for four hours. And, and I just felt resolved. But I think part of it was just giving myself that grace that like I needed a break. I just need to rest. Yeah. So, I don't know what the secret formula is but still figuring out
0: do you like going on walks does miles like going on walks
1: yeah i do it doesn't do me anything yeah it doesn't like literally i go on walks and just continue thinking Hmm. and then i like get on my phone (laughs) it's like maybe i just shouldn't bring my phone but then that doesn't feel safe (laughs) like in case there's an emergency with miles or something or maybe talk to miles like while walking
0: i do I do hang out with them, and I found that to be really one of the best things for me so far. Is like I still get these really dark tendencies often, and one of the things I started to do was whenever I feel like that and whenever I feel like I don't want to do anything, I force myself to go outside. We're lucky because we're in California. I don't know what it is, but just something about going out for a walk. I don't listen to anything. I used to listen to like a book or like something on clever or just like a meditation app or something like that but i don't listen to anything anymore and i just look at the mountains in the back or just at trees or just say hi to all dogs that are barking at me along the way and (laughs) the first five minutes i'm just thinking about like fuck i hate everything but yeah after a few minutes it's okay it settles down and it's like a 10 minute walk at the most Right. Sometimes it's fifteen minutes and now i like come back and just go back into whatever I was doing. This usually just writing. But even sometimes it's just like watching TV. I would feel shitty watching TV. So I'd get up, go on a walk, and then come back and feel better and just continue watching TV. <laughs> because that's what I wanted to do. And I just like feel fine about it. I don't know what it is. It's just the I think changing your environment really helps for some reason. I've heard also that I don't know who told me this. But dancing, like listening to music and just kind of like moving your body around or like jumping around changes something in your mind and your body that like releases some kind of chemicals and it just really stimulates the change in behavior, change in thought. And it can bring you out of a funk. That's interesting. Like I know it sounds ridiculous, but
1: I've done it a couple of times and it makes sense. <laughs> it works. That actually remember like one of the most straight up advice from Tony Robbins event was, this concept of how like motion dictates emotion, because the word motion is in emotion. emotion. Oh. And he said, you know, like when you see someone slumped, how do you think they feel? Like they probably feel depressed, right? And so literally just by changing your posture, even will change your emotion, will shift your emotion. Because emotion is very much tied to your, to your emotion, right? So like, when you're slumped, that's the state that you feel. And so your physical body reacts that in that way. But it's very hard to be depressed when you're just like sitting upright or like, I don't know, upside down. Yeah. Shoulders back. Yeah. Because that's like not a normal state to be in that's tied to that sort of
0: emotion. This kind of reminds me of when people say, if you smile, you feel happy. It's not when you're happy, you smile. Hmm. So even that act of smiling can bring out a different emotion.
1: Yeah, that definitely was in a couple of books I read way back in the day. I think from like, either it was Dale Carnegie or somebody else, but it was like, just smile at yourself in the mirror every day in the morning. Put like a big sign that says, just like smile, just smile at yourself. I have that written down. And it like triggers some hormones and some positive things. I have to be honest, the smiling thing doesn't
0: work as well for me. What I found is though, with walking, because smiling feels forced. And when I'm forcing myself to smile, I think you need a certain amount of time to let it sink in whereas like i found with walking when you're talking about slumping i found that when i'm first walking i'm slumped over i'm like my shoulders are down i'm really like whatever my pace is really slow but as i keep going it's like my back straightens out my shoulders come back and maybe it's like i make a conscious effort of that and eventually it like there's like a growth of getting out of that emotion and so maybe even for people who want to try the smiling thing yeah you actually have to smile for more than like two seconds. Cause like, it's not going to change. That's true. Just cause you smile, you're going to be like, this is stupid. And then just kind of move on. Right. But maybe if you actually had to smile and be more, I don't know, pump your fist or something be like, fuck yeah. Like let's get this. You know? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We talked a little bit about friends and I think there's definitely something there. We had a before this recording, like a 25-minute conversation about friendships and whatnot and our expectations around them that makes us miserable or happy or whatever it is, right? I do think that's a really interesting conversation we can talk about and redact people's names. (laughs) I think it'll just be interesting yeah, for us to talk about next time. Sounds good. Well, that's the wrap for this week. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Big shout out to my buddy, Bao. He listens every week, apparently. So much so that when we like missed an episode last, well, not missed, uh, the episode was delayed. He was like, hey, where's the episode? Wow. <laughs> like, Thanks, Bao. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> and this week, real quick, actually, one thing I'm looking forward to, surveys coming down this week. Oh, nice. And then is going to come down as well. We're going to go skiing on Friday. We're at Big Bear? Big Bear, nice. yes. Yeah. That's a wrap. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs>